This is Zach Howard, and you're listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners. Your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and with me this week is Henry Jarvis. I'm back. Woo! Yeah, Henry's back. Uh, Brad's here too, but he doesn't have a mic, so fuck him. Brad's going to make sure that everything records well, and if he wants to talk, he's more than welcome to. This week, we actually saw two movies. We went and saw Sicario, and we also saw uh, The Martian. Nope. What are we going to do next week? The, the walk. walk. Oh, I, I said that like sarcastically. I'm not sure if you're actually excited for that. Because that also came out this week. That's next week? Yep. It's already out. Like, so. Oh. You don't have to see it, Brad. Fine, I won't. And, and no one's hearing what Brad's saying. So Steve, it's like me talking to myself right now. Steve Jobs is also coming out next week. So you could see that too. Which I'm eh, I think it's only in LA, New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's man. a bummer. I'm just looking at like the IMDb stuff. And that's always like. Yep. So. Yeah, so I mean, it's, whatever. I saw both. What did you see? Did you see anything this week, Brad? Nope. So then, fuck him. Who cares? Uh, you can see it next week, and you can chime in later, asshole. Every week we go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience of the world. I already said what we saw, so we we saw two movies. What, what about James? Like, shouldn't he be here for the Martian? Like, I know. I, 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 I was, yeah, James has got to be really sad. Be, well, it's his birthday, so maybe he's happy. Whatever. But happy birthday, James. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, the Martian came out this week, and it's that movie is made oh, for James. Yeah. The only thing is that Matthew McConaughey is not in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if Matthew McConaughey played the astronaut stranded on Mars, James would have like a ten foot boner and, and going around saying "Yay!" and he'd be skipping. And <laughs> no, no. that's what he would be doing. So yeah, so sorry, James. Yeah, I'm replacing you now. Yeah, so. you've been replaced, and it's uh, a new era, yeah, <laughs> it's a new era. I, I think James was mad, and he went and saw it Thursday. Uh, so I'd be surprised if you didn't see it, but, uh, we also talk about movies uh, that we've been watching some movie news, uh, what's coming out on Blu-ray, maybe a DVD. I don't know. Nothing. There's not very many DVDs that are coming out anymore. Um, yeah, we're a movie podcast. We go see movies. That's really exciting. That's what we do. We also have filmmakers with us. Uh, Brad, you can't hear. Everyone knows he's a filmmaker. Henry just submitted his movie overseas. Yeah. So good so, luck with that. All you Paris listeners, if any of you are in Paris at the end of November, you probably won't see my film, but maybe it might be there. I don't know. So. And then you'll have some snooty French guy who has a twirly mustache being saying, I really like the performance of the American. Yeah. If he wants to fund my next project, that'd be cool. And he has to have a cigarette like hanging out of his mouth with a really cartoony long ash. And he has to have a beret on and a white and black striped shirt. Holding with a, a baguette. <laughs> with a scarf. 
and driving a Vespa. I think I think that's how every, all French men look. If I had oh, yeah. to guess, it's 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 terrifying when you go to France. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, I've been there, and I'm pretty sure that's all I saw was French guys who look like mimes without makeup. Yeah, that's all I got. Sorry, uh, French listeners. So, Harry, when's that going to debut in America? When can everybody else see it? I don't know. Um, maybe <laughs> end of the year in December in New York for the New York. I submitted twelve of them so far. Like I think I should like like all but three of them are in America. Uh, pro- if it doesn't get into any of them, I'm just going to release it online for free. And then you can see it probably by if, depending, it depends on if we get into any of them or not. Uh, expect to see it online for free at like August of next year by the latest. So. Cool. So I can't wait to see it for free. Yeah, it'll be right. I'm in so. it. So, you know, I have an integral scene yeah. of, I think, three lines of dialogue. Yeah. And it, I, without me, the movie would just fall apart. Well, yeah. I mean, I would be I'd be really scared if I was not in the film because I basically save every project I'm in. Um, it happens. <laughs> it happens. So. Also, we should also mention that October eighth is open screen night, and you can get tickets at Alamo dot dot com forward slash Denver. Tickets are only a dollar, and you're treated with um, wonderful a wonderful cinematic experience. Right, right, Brad? Absolutely. Why don't you tell us uh, what people can look forward to this month at Open Screen Night? Like, what are the submissions this time? Yeah, sure. Um, well, um, from my own catalog, uh, the Tomb Raider cosplay movie short that I did with Risa will be debuting there, um, Survival Instinct. Um, Zach Eastman will be in town, and he'll be showing off his new short earbuds. And uh, what else have we got? Uh, there's a. What's your favorite that they're showing? Oof. But can you say that? Can you say that at all? <laughs> uh, gosh. I don't know if I want to go up against Zach Eastman on this one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have to say that my my own is the that best. I directed and edited would course, obviously yeah. be the best. Well, yeah. I mean, you've won like all those awards for best edit, not best. Have you won best editing yet? Best editing now. So you've won best director twice though in the past like two months though, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean. Hard it can be. So. Yeah, I mean, of course mine's going to be the best. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be. So. And then uh, I think we're, if we have time, we're going to show Real Nerds Episode 4 there because that also oh, has Zach Eastman in it. Yeah. And uh, it's a little Halloween-themed mm-hmm. ghosts, spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then there's uh, something from Brent, comedian Brent Podosek. He's got this uh, short commercial. There's a film called Wildflower, mm-hmm. which uh, I haven't watched all of yet, but it looked really film nice. Yeah. Art film might be the uh best one uh yeah and there's a couple other things that i can't remember right now but yeah all right so it should be a good time yeah and there's prizes for those those yeah. who are chosen yeah the best ones so. yeah yeah we'll see who wins that so. i'm ineligible so oh, there'll be no I mean, prizes given yeah. to me but yeah there's like eight films i think huh. so look forward to that yeah there's also one dollar so definitely go like yeah, you know, it's always uh, – this is the first Zach Eastman film I've seen in a long time uh, that he's put out. And uh, Risa's in that one too. So she, is, is this going to be uh, open screen night and it's going to have a theme and it's going to be Risa? Is that is that the theme? Um, yeah, so that's good. It's cool. Uh, Zach was cool enough to share that with us and I was able to watch it before everybody else. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, it should be. Because uh, I don't know if I should. Um, I will say that podcasting plays a part in it. 
So, That's all I know. So and well, somehow tantalizing. Part of it. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, we don't want to get confused to MTV. So yeah, <laughs> uh, this was this is what is also playing at the Alamo Draft House next week. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Last time I saw you, I played it cool. Now someone's been I'm right. telling you right up front. Burn off your cell phone. Don't talk. Don't text. Don't build a birdhouse. Don't be a Foley artist. Quit asking your girlfriend what she had on her salad. Okay, is it your living room? you talk or text during the film, I will punch you. You can fly them to the yard and then go cut their tongue out. Have a good watch. Bye. All right, I said what you want me to say. Will you release me now? I'm going to start with Tuesday and Amityville 2 with... Rutiana Alda is playing. I'm guessing maybe an actress from it. Never know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Beer Dinner is The Exorcist, which is a great film. It is Halloween time, so there'll be a lot of you know horror films that they'll probably be focusing on. You know, Mile High Horror Fest is going on right now. Yeah, Mile High Horror Fest is going on, but by the time this is up, it'll be another smashing success. Yeah. We just told everyone we're going to kind of bum around there and watch films, and we're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, but uh, it got too busy, and... Yeah, it sold out so fast. I couldn't even get a ticket for what I wanted to watch. I'm there. You probably won't recognize me, but I'll be there. So <laughs> uh, Thursday, if you go online, you can see Open Screen Night. It's not rated. It's not suitable for children. Right, Brad? Okay. Um, on Friday, Psycho is playing, as long with The Devil's Backbone. Psycho is such a great film. Saturday, uh, Possession and The Freshman. And on Sunday, The Dinner Party is Goodfellas and also Scream. Scream is a great film, too. So make sure you hit up the Alamo Draft House, best place to see movies and, you know, movies that you won't see anywhere else. Um, Henry, you're the guest. What do you want to start with today? Oh, let's start with DVDs and Blu-rays because, I don't know. Cool. I'll just take this. What are the kids getting? Bye-bye, guys. Featuring Curious Jordy. <laughs> Interesting choice. Does the wife know you're looking into your options? I like that just because, you know, just yeah. do it. Live in the now. Right? Uh I'll, I'll bring out my trusty iPad. I don't, you know, write things down anymore yeah. because I, I I care about, you know, the world. Um, so <laughs> I, I know, I, I know, I don't litter anymore, Brad, because my wife is always with me, so I can't. Uh, uh, Vikings season three, which James watches. Do you watch Vikings? It's one of those shows that I've been mean to watch, but I probably never will. So. Yeah, I'll never watch it. So. Um, for Brad, Magic Mike XXL comes out. I, I saw that. <laughs> Just to be fair about that film, because I saw it, I actually liked it kind of a bit. It's nothing like the first one, if you didn't saw the first one. It's not, a, like, I would not call it, like, a chick flick either, though. It's really about five dudes going on a road trip and having sex with as many people as possible. Hmm. It's really a National Lampoon film, but with better cinematography. So, i check it out if you're a man. It's not horrible, It's but it's not like a, there's only, like, <laughs> two major stripper scenes in it, so. Aw, oh, man. Uh, when Marnie Was There is also coming out. Which is that studio Ghibli? Ghibli? Yeah, I thought oh, so. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one that like I think it's the last one that the last one that Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mizaki did. That's what's what he said. I'm I'm really excited. Actually, I'm probably going to get this. Bram Stoker's Dracula Supreme Cinema series is coming out. Cool. What Sony is doing is they're going back to some of their early, and I have the Blu-ray of Dracula, and uh-huh. it's pretty good. But the transfer yeah, yeah, isn't it wasn't all there. Yeah, it wasn't all there. So what they're doing is they're going back to their older Blu-ray releases, mm-hmm. and they're releasing them on the Supreme Cinema yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, style and. Uh, it's clear cases and it comes with a digit book in it, so it has you know essays yeah. and it has a new commentary with Francis Ford yeah. Coppola. It's like a good version. It's like, it's like a Criterion esque kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Penny Dreadful season two, which the first season is really fun, so I'll probably end up getting that because I don't. I, what I, Showtime? I think is this channel. Yeah, on, Showtime. So I don't get that. Yeah. Um, Spartacus, the restored edition, is coming out. <laughs> I don't, uh, the movie. I, yes. Okay. So I uh, don't know what that means, but sure. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's just like one of the. I guess they're re, they're restoring it. Yeah, but I mean, it's already it been on like Blu-ray. Fifties, so I'm assuming. Yeah, like, I guess. I guess they just never released on Blu-ray yet. So, Insidious Chapter Three, which has a really cool uh, cover, it's like this. Uh, so, if you've seen the trailers, there's a part where the girl with her broken legs like tries to walk, mm-hmm. and on the cover, it's her like walking on the ceiling with her broken legs. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tremors Five Bloodlines, which Michael Gross is in, so. Right on. Um, Charlie's Theron's Dark Places. Don't need to see that. And I don't know what it's about. I mean, it's not good. Also, uh, if you want to see her dark places. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, she doesn't show them in the dark places. So. Home Alone Ultimate Collector's Edition is coming out, which is in a like a paint bucket. Because remember, the paint bucket hits them in the head. when I, yeah. I don't know what else is in it. A movie I really wanted to see. In fact, I was trying to see it with my cousin, but we were <laughs> got to the theater late. Is me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Is also coming out. That's good. Let's check it out. Uh, American Horror Story Freak Show. Nope. Don't need to check that one out. <laughs> Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no is coming out. Oh, boy. South Park Season 18. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now you can get Home Alone 2 um, on just its own Blu-ray release. No bucket. No bucket. Oh. So if you don't want to, you know, go I'm all the way. Bucket version. Mighty Joe Young, the old edition, which is awesome because it uses the original poster art. The Final Girl, which I did want to see. Uh, Son of Kong, which is also using the original poster art, which looks awesome. Dum, 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 dum. Mm-hmm. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, is getting a Blu-ray release. So it's Alvin and the Chipmunks 1, 2, and uh, 1, and 3. Because uh, uh, Road, tri- Road Chip is coming out. Is that, that's the fourth one. Yes. I know, right? Cool. The Mission Impossible is coming out in a cool like box set, the TV series. Okay. Uh, the complete first and second season of the new Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. Which Brad, do you watch that? I saw one episode of it. Does the animation bother you? It kind of bothers me in it. Uh, like how it's so simple. Yeah, it's. Yeah. But I heard the show's really good though. I don't know. I've only seen like part. The, hu- the humor is just kind of not my cup of tea. Yeah. And the whole, like, Donnie uh, being, like, infatuated with April. Donatello? Yeah. Um, it just gets weird. Mm-hmm. Like, five or six times in the show, he just, like, makes advances toward her. And it's like, this, this yeah. is supposed to be funny? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it doesn't do anything for a Ninja Turtle fan, if that means anything to anybody out there. Well, they won't. They think won't work for two species. So... Uh, yeah, so that's um, that's what's coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, let's do real news, because there's not All that right. much. Cool. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, 
open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Uh, Thor 3 might have found us director. Uh, is it Taka Waiatiti? Is that how you pronounce his name from uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Sure. <laughs> Taka Waititi. I think that's how you say his name. He's the uh, he's the old school vampire who dresses really nice and is basically, I guess, your host throughout What We Do in the Shadows. He's directing Thor three. Yeah, he's and directing. Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok is being directed by like, Ragnarok's like a pretty dark story. Like, I mean, from what I remember, anyway. Like. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe, like, if they applied, like, something else, like I was talking about earlier, like, you can, like, take, like, the, like, the style of, like, all, like, the, of what we do in the shadows and apply it and make it more, like, Asgardian, I guess, but, like, not make it a mockumentary, obviously, but, like, right. like, have that kind of, like, set design-wise, like, could work, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical, but, you know. But, you know, he's an, I mean, if he's an up-and-coming filmmaker, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think. Because, cool. you know, they're trying something yeah, new. It's right up Marvel's alley. Yeah, so. why not? Yeah. Let's see what else he's done. Um, well, I can tell you right after, right here. Um, he has also done, <laughs> I mean, he's directed several episodes of Fly of the Concords. Yeah. Uh, he received an Oscar nomination for a short film, Two Cars and One Night. Hmm. And he is also working on Hunt for the Wilder People right now. So is uh, what we did in the show is his only feature film so far? Uh, it seems so. Eagle vs. Shark, which is, again, it's like all these indie comedies. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, I think like of all like the main storylines for Marvel, Thor is one that the least amount of people care about. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an okay one for him. To it is weird it, that so. there's a third Thor coming out. Who would have thought that there'd be a third yeah. in the series of Thor? I mean, I love all the Thor movies. Well, I mean, the second one is probably my least favorite of all the MCU films, but like, I love they're still so fun. Yeah, they're still good. Like, yeah, there could be worse things. Yeah. Um, there's not too much news, but I am sad when I read this headline that uh, Kiefer Sutherland is done doing Jack Bauer, uh, which isn't surprising, especially when they started saying that they're going to cast a new person, to, <laughs> making like a younger, hipper 24, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Who wear a beanie. But I, I would like them to see, do maybe a TV movie or something so we can see what happens to him. Yeah, I guess he just goes to Russia and dies. I guess that's the end of Jack Bauer. Oh, spoilers for Live Another Day. I mean, like, they could have done like what they did with CSI, where they like... They like have another quote season, but it's really just one two hour long thing. So yeah, so it makes me sad because it's. I mean, it's one of the shows that me and Brad really got into a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it'll, it, there's times when I just I'll put in twenty four and just watch it, yeah. and then you realize you watched four episodes, and you're like, oh man, and it's two in the morning, and I have to wake up in four hours. Yeah, what the hell is wrong with me? Um, so yeah, so that's a bummer, but I mean, I guess he did play the character a long time, and. He's still awesome. They kept promising new, you know, adventures and ways to go with him, but I don't know. I felt like the last couple seasons were kind of more of the same formula. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can see him getting bored with the character. Yeah. Like, like, you don't want to play the same character, like, for 10 years. Yeah. And, like, Jack Barrow's arc has been like, oh, they call him back in, and then awful shit happens to him, and he just goes through more, like, heartache, and they keep putting him through shit, so... You can only put someone through so much shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Farewell, Jack Power. Did you get that manual that I showed you? I didn't get it, but it looked awesome. Yeah. You should get it. <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. Is it? Yeah. Where you it's used. Tradesmart. Tradesmart? Yeah. I'm going there later, so I'm probably going to pick that up. Uh, sweet. Uh, this isn't really news, but I thought it was a really cool little um, thing that they funded through Kickstarter, and you can... 
You can rent it on Vimeo, or you can buy it if you want. Uh, it's called um, Nintendo Quest, and this guy is going around the country without using the internet mm-hmm. to buy all 678 games from Nintendo. Wow. That's... The cartridges. And he's not using the internet. He's yeah, yeah. he's just going to game stores and saying, hey, can Hopefully I find this? They have something. Yeah, and it was, it was just a... Because I like Nintendo on Facebook, so anytime it's mentioned, I always get sent something. And I saw this, and it looked really interesting, and I think it's really cool. And so hopefully, I mean, it's eight. Yeah, it's eight bucks to rent or twelve bucks to buy, and uh, I'll wait till it drops in price. (laughs) Because I, I, yeah, I mean, it looks lots of fun, but I don't know if I want to rent it for eight bucks. That's a lot of money to rent a movie. Yeah, that's a lot of money to travel around the country. It does. (laughs) But I was reading, he raised like eighty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Yeah. So, but I know some of those games are really expensive. Um, actually, I was at my friend Matt's house when I went and saw Green Inferno last week with him, and he showed me his collection of stuff. And I'm looking through his Nintendo. He has DuckTales 2, which is incredibly hard to find. And he told me he bought it for five bucks at Tradesmart. So someone let that slip through the fucking cracks. Yeah. Because I know that's one of the hardest Nintendo games to find. Yeah. So you never know where you might find treasures. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting documentary, and yeah. I'll probably end up watching it. But hopefully, it'll, maybe it'll show up on Amazon for cheap one day. Yeah, or we'll, like get it bought out by Netflix. It'll be one of the <laughs> yeah. Netflix documentaries. Exactly. So fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't really, think is that really it. Like, I yeah, there should be something like at least one thing else. <laughs> no, I can't. I looked. I scrolled through it. I um, I went to um, the Hollywood Reporter. I went to Movie Phone, and then I went to Slash Film, and that's all I could find. So, yeah, not a very big week. Yeah. I guess everyone's gearing up for the holidays, or yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, Vin Diesel wants to direct uh, The Fast and Furious number 8. Did you say that? Did yeah. Did direct it? Yeah. Because yeah. they're still looking for it, so. Oh, wait, I do have another cool piece of news. I totally, I bookmarked this on my Facebook page, because I thought it was awesome. Um. And it's more for me, but so, so everyone knows I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> this is the headline. Man in Spider-Man costume rescues couple in a burning car. An entertainer dressed as Spider-Man became a real hero yesterday when he rescued a pregnant woman and her partner when their car caught on fire, reports the Eastbourne Herald. Lucy Day of Eastbourne was driving her partner, Stephen Grant, to the hospital after he accidentally cut off his finger in a lawnmower when their car suddenly burst into flames on Saturday, the paper reports. They were traveling with their three-year-old and were stranded on the roadside. But children's entertainer Tom Roach, on his way to the child's birthday party, to a child's birthday party in a Spider-Man suit, had passed a couple going the other way, and he noticed that the Range Rover was leaking fuel and smoking. We could smell unburnt petrol, obviously from England, and we could see smoke pouring out from under the car. It was something out of an action film. I was expecting the car to explode at any second, Roach said. We tried flagging them down, and when they stopped, I was shouting for them to get away from the car. We called them over and to us, and they got out in the car. She was saying, we need to go to the hospital, and we drove over there as quick as we could. So, yeah, some dude in Spider-Man costume saved some people from a burning car. So, the guy cut off his finger in the lawnmower, and they were on or, the hospital? Yeah. And then the car exploded. Yeah, and their car caught on fire. Well, that's just a series of really unfortunate things. <laughs> yeah. like... Well, don't stick your hand one in a lawnmower, I well, guess. Was the lawnmower in the car? I don't know how it like, doesn't like, really explain they, it. Like because they said like he was driving there, then a lot more cut his finger off. I know it so. almost sounds like like a comedy. Yeah, there's a there's a pregnant lady, a man with his finger cut off, and their three year old son yeah. driving down the road, and their car catches on fire. More like a redneck air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea. I did. I, I told you that yesterday, and you said no. The air conditioner for a lawnmower was a great idea. Chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> and I told you over our spotted tea and our biscuits that it was a horrible idea. And now here we are being saved by Spider-Man. At least we have free health care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's movie news. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I usually bookmark things if they're really important, but yeah. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, all the new shows are starting up. I guess we can talk about that and more watching if any of us watch any of it. So yeah, um, you know, I do. Uh, yeah, we can talk about what we're watching. Yeah. So uh, this is a box office guessing game. Show me the money. Cool. So my uh, James, my James predicted that The Martian would make over fifty million, and he's going to be right. They're right now. It made almost twenty million yesterday. So they're saying it's going to make fifty three million dollars this yeah, weekend. Which is so like a lot more than they were expecting. Yeah. So good for good for the Martian. Yeah. Um. So next week, Brad. Next week is Pan. We have oh, something Pan. to see. Yeah. <laughs> or the Walk. Um. So Pan is a big budgeted movie starring Mr. Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. and other people. Rooney Mara. <laughs> Rooney Mara. That's right. She's Tiger Lily. The guy from. Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. Garrett Hudland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm guessing Pan's going to make thirty million dollars. Yeah, I think it's either going to be Pan or The Martian again. So yeah, I can't see anything. Or maybe is The Walk getting like a wide release? It is. I mean, I also, but also like I don't know anyone who's excited for that. So yeah, like, I don't think it's going to do. I I was I've been reading reviews for The Walk though, and they say in 3D it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, I heard like people and, getting like actually like getting vertigo from it yeah and that and zemeckis i mean he's a pretty cool director yeah. so flight. yeah flight where he, all he learns is he shouldn't do drugs does he even learn that at the end of flight no because he goes to jail and he's like time to do more drugs yeah <laughs> my wife's saying oh i really love that movie of course she would it's depressing and people die in it um also i, I was also the ending doesn't make any sense <laughs> i was before uh sicario i was watching trailers and free held was a preview i haven't seen anything on it and it's ellen page and julianne moore and julianne moore is their lesbian couple and she gets stage four cancer or something she wants to leave her her uh pension pension to her and they won't let her because they're not technically married and i ever as i'm watching this preview like is this made for my wife lesbians fighting for a good cause yeah it sounds about right yeah thank you Thanks, honey. Uh, where's my wild fried dipping sauce? All right. I'm just checking. Where's my... Do you have a Diet Pepsi for me? Uh, she has a middle finger. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't think Pan's going to do that well, actually. Oh, really? I mean, it could, but I, I think... I think it's like that like, none of, neither of us knew it was coming, or yeah. none of us knew it was coming out. <laughs> it was supposed to come out, I think, six months ago. Yeah. And they like, couldn't yeah, get... They kept, this is like the third time they pushed it back. Yeah. So. I think they said the special effects. and But then when I see the trailers on TV, mm-hmm. there's a part where uh, Hugh Jackman plays Blackbeard, and he yeah, turns yeah. to the camera and says, Welcome to Neverland! Yeah, and it yeah. looks really bad. Really? I mean, you can tell he's totally in front of a green screen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, who knows? I think, like... When I saw the like trailers in theaters, I thought, "Oh, it looks kind of fun." So I'm yeah. going to see it. So I mean, I'll probably I don't know. Yeah, my wife really wants me to take her to see Black Mass, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, 
I liked it more than everyone else did. I know James so. wasn't a fan. Yeah, I mean, like everything James said, like because I saw it like opening night. Mm-hmm. Everything James said, I was like, that makes sense. But I still like, I enjoyed it. So. Oh really? Oh, oh, we'll talk wow. about that then. So cool. So I guess next we'll do what we've been watching. Do 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 do. Are either one of these any good, sir? What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Here, Brad's eating right now, so we'll let him start. Um, I didn't watch too much this week. Uh, I'll mention that uh, I've been watching Scream Queens. It's pretty fun yeah, yeah, if yeah. you haven't watched it I yet. I watched like the first episode. I haven't caught up yet, though. It's, uh, it's pretty silly, yeah. um, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, I watched So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh-huh. which is a, a movie I loved in high school. And it stars Mark, uh, Mike Myers as a beat poet in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, that's what hipsters were back then, were beat poets. And he's afraid of commitment. And then he meets Nancy Travis's... Um, Harriet, had a, she's a she's a butcher, mm-hmm. and they start dating. And his mom reads the Weekly World News, and they come across this article called Mrs. X, where she murders her husbands on their honeymoons. And so one thing leads to another, and she actually so Mike Myers thinks that yeah. uh, Harriet's Miss X. And it's just really silly and funny. Yeah. And Mike Myers plays his Scottish dad who sings Rod Stewart songs in it. Um, it's just a fun movie. It really yeah, reminds yeah. me of being in high school, even though I think it came out when I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. But in high school was when I really went to Blockbuster and was renting yeah. a lot yeah, of movies. Yeah. And it's still a pretty fun movie. Uh, and then I went back and I was looking and says, "Man, does, does Mike Myers even make movies anymore? Not really. Yeah, I mean, he does. It, it killed his career. Yeah, so. he does. He does like a Shrek every year. Like, yeah." A Shrek Halloween, a Shrek Christmas. He directed something recently. Did he? Oh yeah, he did the uh, the documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The documentary. It's called the documentary. Mm. I can't it's like it's like a it's like a question, isn't it? The title. Huh? Isn't like the title like a question? Oh, it's not. I know, uh. it's not like a fun beat. Yeah, it was like yeah. I remember, I was, it was a documentary about like some person. It's like a character documentary. So, Google Mike Myers and you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> please, please make Austin Powers four. Um, I thought they were in there. They, they were in like parody, like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Now that'd be fun. Yeah, who knows? You know, it's, I, I forgot to mention. I, I was listening to Film Explosion eighty ninety five today, and the trailer for Goldeneye totally spoils the movie. Yeah, they they tell they say his old nemesis 006 I'm like, whoa. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I also watched a movie called Deadly Eyes, mm-hmm. which is a killer rat movie that was put out by Scream Factory. And the killer rats in it are animatronic puppets, which look pretty cool uh, when they're just stationary. But when they're running around the sets, <laughs> they're uh, wiener dogs that have rat costumes on them. <laughs> and so it looks really funny. Is it better and, than no, it's not better <laughs> than Zombievers. Um, but there's parts when they're running, like chasing people through the sewers, and you can hear like barking. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but in it, there's uh, uh this lady plays like a health inspector and she goes to the docks in New Jersey mm-hmm. or it's really Canada. Yeah. And there's this corn that she says is tainted. And the, you know, the guys don't want to give up the free, co- uh, the corn cause he's supposed to make money off of it. And then they end up burning it by, mm-hmm. by burning it. It mutates the rats cause they've e- eaten it. And now they have no other food source except to eat people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's, it's rats eating people. Oh, yeah. All right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's like a totally cheesy 80s movie. It's not a good movie at all. 
but it still has like this charm that you know there's animatronic rats and then when they're not animatronic they're dogs dressed up as rats Mm -hmm. attacking people and what's cool about scream factories they always have cool documentaries yeah and they're interviewing uh the guy who designed the creatures actually went on to do alien and like predator movies and so he did a lot and he didn't he used to work for uh who did the original alien movie it wasn't uh no i mean the effects guy it wasn't stan winston it was uh tom woodrofe maybe Anyways, uh, he went on to have a pretty good career, and he's talking about, like, he's infamous now for that movie. And the writer-producer of it went on to do Dexter, so, like, they're all, like, pretty big guys now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a totally silly movie that's dumb, but I mean, every person has, like, that one weird film they did originally. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, you know, if I'm bored one day, I'll watch it again. Fuck, Brad, you were hungry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was fun to watch. Uh, and I, again, I love Scream Factory because they actually treat shitty movies with respect. respect. Yeah, and um, you know, give you. I think the more special features than most movies, big movies get nowadays. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and the last thing I watched was uh, I rewatched Avengers: Age of Ultron, and it's still badass. The Blu-ray is beautiful. Um, it sounds amazing, and it comes in a blue, red candy Blu-ray case. So it's. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Um, the the movie's still lots of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's funny. The action's really good in it. There's actually this really cool scene that I didn't notice before at the beginning. Uh, just little moments. Yeah, yeah. And there's a part where Iron Man is flying, and these guys are coming at him with machine guns, and he grabs a dude, and he flies through the truck and, like, knocks them all out. It's pretty awesome. Um yeah, I still had fun watching that movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, another win for Marvel. Yeah. Marvel, I, I'm trying to think of the last Marvel movie I watched where I wasn't entertained. Yeah. I mean, do you um, count like, Electra. the non-MCU films? Yeah, maybe Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, or like what Fantastic Four, maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. So. That came out this year. That was a piece yeah. of shit. That's what that sounds like. I mean, I was on the podcast for that episode, mm-hmm. and I continuously forget that that film still came out. I know. Out. I do that all the time, because right, right about now as I start writing all the movies I've watched this year because I have to get ready for our film explosion. And every year I go, oh, yeah, that movie came out this year. And then sometimes I still forget. Uh, Two years ago, I forgot to put Machete Kills on my list because I still forget. Even looking at a list of all the movies that come out, I still forget stuff that comes out. Um, But, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Henry, what did you watch this week? Uh, I saw a couple stuff. Um, First thing I saw, I went to like some stuff that I'm probably not going to mention because I don't have much to talk about. I went to the LA Confidential thing. I went to the Unusual Suspects. Uh, but I don't really have much to talk about those because everything that could be said about those has already been said. Actually, uh, just to rewatch Usual Suspects at uh, home. Cool. Well, then we can talk about when we get to you. Sure. Um, I saw The Intern, the one with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Because I don't know. I had like five bucks to burn at, five, at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. Uh, you don't need to see that film. That's something you don't need to see. Okay. Um, Everything that they parody and they came together, it's like they took, they watched that and made that like their to-do list. So, don't need to see that one. It's also way too long. Um, yeah, there was no danger of that happening. Yeah, so, I, I know I'm stopping you, but like, so saw that. Um, I saw, for Mile High Horror, I went and saw Even Lambs Have Teeth. Uh, it premiered at Mile High Horror. I'm sure it's going to get out there someday. Um, it's basically a revenge exploitation kind of film. Uh 
it's about like these two girls that like they get kidnapped and then like they escape. It's just typical revenge or a uh, revenge expedition film kind of thing. Uh, my only problem with it was that uh, like the greatest revenge expedition film of all time is I Spit on Your Rave, in my opinion. And the reason why that works so well is that you see like this girl get like brutally raped and brutally like mutilated and then they leave her for dead and that kind of thing and then she lives and then she comes back. In this film, why I don't think it does, why I don't think they got that is that they like they rape the girls and they like beat the girls and all this kind of stuff, but they never show it. Like they start the scene like it's about to like lead to them being raped or lead to them being like brutally murdered or whatever, and then it, like fades to black. And then it cuts back later and they're all like, Oh, it happened already. So when the revenge actually happens, you're not really I mean, you're rooting for them, obviously, because like they're raped and murdered. You just don't see it, and so you don't really have that thrill of it. And then also when they do the revenge stuff, it's not like anything new. It's all stuff that I've seen done before. So Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, I saw that. That was kind of, I mean, what uh, even lambs have teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're looking for like a revenge exploitation film, you don't get a lot of them per year, so you can check this one out. Uh, I'm trying to think if I saw anything else. Uh, not really. So I think if I, if I did, it's not memorable enough to talk about. It, so. <laughs> so yeah, what do you see? Um, well, I'll start with. Um... I went to the drive-in and I caught, I missed the intern, yeah, yeah. which I guess I didn't miss the intern. You did not, no. And then uh, I caught the second half of Bla- uh, Black Mass, uh-huh. or as I heard on a comedy podcast, Black Miss, Tyler Perry's Black Miss, <laughs> Christmas movie. Um, Does that exist? Because that wouldn't surprise me if that existed. Oh, <laughs> like... well, I, I think he did it. Tyler Perry Christmas movie. It's just not called Black Miss. Yeah. I think it was like the Medea one. Yeah, Medea. Medea. A very Medea Christmas yeah. movie was called. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I saw this like the second half of Black Mass, Black Mass, <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, keep in mind I didn't see, see the, the setup, half, yeah. but what I did see, I was just not engaged in at all. Yeah, um, a lot of people talking on screen. There was like one murder, yeah, uh, that went down, and I was I was generally lost. Yeah, and it's hard to like I didn't want to go see that movie to begin with because I felt like it really. I don't know if there's their intention, but from the marketing, I just felt like they were glorifying how awesome of a bad guy this guy is. Yeah. When it's like, you should not be rooting for this. Yeah, I think it's more like, I interpret it more as like, uh, them trying to show like how, not notorious, not how awesome, more of like how bad he was and like how ruthless he was. But also like, I mean, there are some scenes that where you see like the ruthlessness of it. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, without giving yeah yeah i mean like uh there are like two there's only really like two female characters in the entire film Mm -hmm. and they really don't serve any purpose other than to launch into the next act yeah like were you there for at all for uh 50 shades of gray girl no uh because she like plays like girlfriend wife i don't know of giant ups of whitey bulger and uh she's only there to launch into the second act and then Juno Temple's character is only there to launch into the third act. Yeah, I saw her get murdered. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. I can spoil that. Um, like, um, it's been whole, out for three weeks. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to see, you probably saw it by now. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that was, I thought, like, when you see, like, okay, that's when he's bad. When he, like, forces, like, like him to murder his, like, stepdaughter. I thought that was kind of, like, okay, that's pretty bad. But, I mean, it was also, like, one of those things where I was like, and I will say, I was very excited for this one going in. Like, all the trailers, I was like, this is one of my most anticipated films of the year. And I was pretty disappointed by it. I, so, I'm not saying it's good by any means. I'm saying it's suitable. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't, you don't get, there's usually, like, one crime gangster film per year. Yeah. And we could have got a lot worse. 
So it's yeah. not my favorite by the same by the director. So yeah, I, I just didn't see anything special. Like it yeah. wasn't bad, but I just didn't yeah. see anything that made it stand out. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, like cause, I mean, like everything I've heard about. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I liked it. I thought it was pretty enjoyable for the most part. Mm-hmm. But everything I hear everyone say about, like last week when James was talking about, it, and then you talking about now, I can't dispute it. Like I feel the same way, but I just kind of still liked it. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Legend, which is the next game to come out this year, is going to be better. Oh yeah, with Tom Hardy, yeah, playing two roles. See, that's an interesting angle. Yeah, yeah. so I think you just need like with Kings Films, they've been done so much now that you need to add something to it. Yeah, so. for sure. And then the last movie of the triple feature that was there was Vacation. Oh, I I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't see opening night. I saw it like well, like the opening weekend kind of thing, just out of boredom. Right. I, I will say, and I will say, th- that is the most forgettable film this year. Because it was yep. really like, like, I saw it like at like maybe like a noon showing. Mm-hmm. And then like that night, I was like, when's that vacation film coming out? And then I was oh, wait, I saw that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so, like it has some funny bits. But yeah. overall, like I was looking at my watch going like, is this two and a half hours? It yeah. feels like it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I fell asleep. <laughs> Like right when they get to that, uh, like the hot springs, yeah, yeah, um, and then in the whole Chris Hemsworth bit I missed, you didn't miss it, yeah, <laughs> like, um, Chris Hemsworth is really only in it for like five lines, yeah, so. but I, you know, it's like this because it's mostly about his sister, yeah, and so I missed that whole part of the story, but you don't, you don't need that. No. I mean, like everything in that film you could have cut out, yeah, they're all just the strung time, together, no film, so overall, just don't make that film, like, they're just strung together random incidents that yeah. just. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, thinking about it now, it probably would have made an okay Fox sitcom. Like, if like <laughs> they're doing that all the time now with classic 80s films. So, I mean, that would have been, like, it wouldn't have been good, but it would have been suitable than, like, this film, which has already, like, failed them. So. Yeah. And then, like, their their idea to not be the same climax as the original yeah. was to have a slow motion fist fight with Ron Livingston's family. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the, then the ride stalls. Hilarious. Yeah. Like... It's, it's like one of those things, like, also, like, cause I was looking at, like, your schedule, like, on your website, and, like, it was scheduled for, like, next week. So, like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, they moved it forward, and then... Yeah, and, yeah. but they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> like, they moved it forward, and then there was just no advertising for it, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't need to see that, so... Yeah, it was, I was like, wow, this is not as... Like, I thought it would at least be, like, one of those fun disposable comedies, but yeah. I was just sitting there going, like, oh, when's this over? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, Disappointing. It had some clever bits, but overall, it was just like yeah, it was nothing worth a lot of random stuff strung together. That yeah, and considering those guys did like waiting and things, I thought yeah. it'd be a little, little smarter. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, okay, so I watched Judge Dread, the Stallone one. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked about it before, but the director is Danny Cannon. Yeah. So I rewatched Judge Dread, and then I started watching Gotham. Yeah. And then in the credits, Danny Cannon is like a producer of. The Gotham show. Uh-huh. I was like, "Wow, that's a weird coincidence." Uh-huh. Um, and I've talked about like seeing the pilot of Gotham before and being like unimpressed, but I think it works really well as a binge watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really into it. The TV um, show. Yeah, the TV yeah. show. I've been mean to like watch it because it's, mm-hmm. it's those one of those shows that like I'm not gonna sit and wait watch it week to week, so I'm gonna wait for it to come out. And now it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. So I'll probably check it out at some point. So yeah, for sure. I, like, I think it works better as like you, yeah. if you can watch four episodes in a row. Yeah. Because there's so many characters going on, um, yeah. and a lot of them. Like, they'll dedicate just one scene to a character yeah. uh, just to get them in for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but they, the scene still has a thread to the overall arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, I think like I was a filler kind of thing. Yeah, and I, was, I think I was, on the last podcast I said the show is mostly a villains of the week thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was wrong. It's not really. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of like long. Oh, I mean, they're marching kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they like they do have like a kind of a new villain of the week, but like yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. those other extended yeah. scenes there's like an tell a larger plot. story. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm on the this Flash and Arrow. Huh? It's better than Arrow and the Flash. I guess I haven't seen those. I haven't so seen them. yeah. <laughs> I can only assume, but uh, I'm on the second to last episode of the season, and mm-hmm. interested to see where they go. Yeah. So, and there's like there's some parts where I like uh like I feel like they make some curious choices because uh-huh. you know there's like 20 years until some villains become yeah yeah, yeah. the villains they're supposed to be. So but it's not really you don't need to set them up right now. Like yeah, like, like they did Scarecrow one, but they did it as uh, Doctor Ronald Crane. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's his dad. Yeah as the scarecrow stuff like that um there's a guy who has a completely different name but he looks like dr hugo strange yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's in arkham so i'm like so they're gonna it's leading up to him becoming are they gonna change his name later yeah maybe yeah. they'll have like some weird thing about him changing it something so. yeah, well, strange. yeah. <laughs> but they have fun clever things is like that character creates like this electron like this electricity device that he wears on his chest and mm-hmm. like he touches metal and like all the metal in the room like shits shoots so, out like yeah yeah electricity yeah and then uh like they set up earlier that gordon put on some like rubber shoes mm-hmm. and so they fake him out and then uh, uh i forget the character's name but he like powers up the suit again yeah and he's like you know you always like to win gordon but i guess you're not gonna win this one and then gordon just like reaches over on the table and just throws a cup of water on his thing <laughs> and it yeah. fizzles out and like that's a smart clever way like obviously that would be yeah, the yeah you know, instead of just punching him out or something. So my only concern about the show is it like, like have you have seen the full first season now. Yeah. So like, uh, is it always on the nose? Because like one thing that I was turned off by from like the first couple episodes, like there's like the guy who's clearly going to be the Riddler, like mm-hmm. being like riddle me this, Gordon, <laughs> that kind of thing, like that, or like the whole uh, uh, guy who's going to be Two Face flipping the coin all the time. Yeah. Is it like that throughout the entire? Yeah, season? but I feel like they. Like they'd still play it as a joke. Like we know okay. you know this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they start realizing it's kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, that pilot episode with uh, Bruce's parents getting killed, and everything. Like. Yeah. A lot of the rest of the season isn't like that, so okay. it's nice. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, and the guy who does the penguin, like the penguin has like probably the best yeah. interpretation of the penguin. Yeah, yeah. From what I heard, film. that's like the best part of the show is his yeah. character and all his so. double crossing that he does, and um, yeah, he has some good bits yeah um apparently yeah. jerry pickett smith is not in the second season so i that? guess apparently jerry pickett smith is not in the second season which apparently said a lot of fans <laughs> said that was the worst part of the show so yeah like after, she gets kind of uh tossed aside halfway through the season oh, and really? then she has like this subplot that's kind of like a kind of not with all these uh th- actually the cool part was uh they, they introduced this character called uh mr dolmecker uh-huh. and then uh the subtitles as i'm watching it like later in the episode uh-huh uh instead of like the, they they subtitle as doll maker which huh. is a dc villain yeah, yeah. so i was like oh well that's a huh. thanks spoilery uh <laughs> subtitles but yeah she deals with like he's creating like these body parts and uh jeffrey combs is like the doctor uh his like secondhand man he gets turned into like a half woman half guy thing after he screws up it's yeah, like yeah. a really weird uh yeah he, he's replacing people's body parts and yeah, she yeah. she actually gouges out her own eye huh. uh to thwart his plans and stuff but yeah that whole arc is like uh, i could do without this yeah yeah she could have just disappeared and come back six episodes later yeah 
So, uh, yeah, and then the last thing I saw was The Editor, which is a Scream Factory release from the guys who did Father's Day. Oh. And uh, I like Father's Day, and what I felt made that work was the humor, and this movie I didn't find funny at all. Yeah. It's visually stunning. Like, yeah. it looks really cool, um, and there's some shocking stuff in it, but I just wasn't as entertained by the comedy of it yeah so i i read that you have to be a fan of that italian style of horror to get the jokes and stuff because they it's like a, i heard that, horror type thing yeah. yeah i heard they're pretty spot on with it but if you haven't watched them then it's i because I, I read the review of it on blu-ray when you dot uh, com when you said you're gonna go what did you buy it yeah i own it <laughs> <laughs> so uh when you went and got it and i i said oh i mean uh, you like that astron six i'm like oh maybe get it but i heard that you had to be it's pretty much on the nose of that italian horror so if you're a fan of italian horror they said you'll love it yeah which i'm not <laughs> like i said i thought it'd be more of like a comedy of it but it's it's really like pretty straightforward i mean there's some goofy bits in it but it just wasn't funny so is it like just a hard satire rather than like a parody so i guess yeah yeah Where it's um, like trying to be it more than parodying it yeah so it's like they're trying to do that style but also yeah. blend in their own humor yeah which doesn't really yeah, and then you watch the documentary, like, The Making Of, and I think halfway through, they blew their budget. Oh, really? And so they really scrapped together the last, you know, scenes yeah. that they had to do. Like, a lot of it's shot, like, his their parents mm -hmm. built the set. Oh. <laughs> like, there's footage of them, like, painting the walls, like, at 2 a.m. Huh. and stuff. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. <laughs> I was just trying to remember most of it. It was weeks ago, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like just calling in friends to help stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Um, was it like a no budget kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, they, I think they said they got some money from like a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, they, so it's like a newer kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it was like last year. Oh, okay, cool. I, I for some reason I'm thinking like '90s. So. Oh no no no! It's a uh, yeah. yeah. It's like last year and like it's Canadian. Oh okay cool. Um. And uh. Like they, the one big star is like Udo Kier. He's like the German dude and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny to watch the behind the scenes where he's like super gracious to like even be on in the uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like in his interviews, they have this like mangled, like one of the girls' faces get ripped ripped off in the yeah, yeah. movie, um, and they just put it back on her. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you messed up. That's not that's not the girl we we're, were who's doing whatever and he's like oh sorry like just puts her face back on <laughs> but it's like without the face on it's like this weird westworld like looking robot uh -huh. thing yeah, yeah. Um, but he's doing his interviews like holding it and stuff yeah. like a like a ventriloquist dummy yeah yeah it's funny there's another piece of news that i remembered did you hear about the whole westworld contract issue the um, hbo one yeah the hbo show apparently the ex like the contract for the extras have you have to agree to genital to genital touching and people were not okay with that, apparently, including SAG. SAG was like, that's not going to be okay. So there's like a lot of controversy, because like, it was over that, like, they didn't have that for, like, Game of Thrones and True Blood. And so HBO had to, like, rewrite a lot of their contracts. So that was the thing that just came to mind. So. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I saw. All right. Do you want to talk about, like, usual suspects at all? or? Um, yeah, I said that while I was trying to remember, like, the cool thing that I watched in the documentary, uh -huh. which I. 
So I have the special edition, right? Yeah, yeah. And I pop it in, and uh, the menu that comes up just has like the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And something else, some promo, probably a TV spot. Then I'm like, "Where's the making of that's on the back of this thing?" And I remember buying it used. So I'm like, "Oh shit!" Did someone give me like the regular edition uh-huh. and just stuck it in a special edition case? And then I re- like two days later, I realized it was like a dual disc, so there's uh-huh. no printing on either side. You have to flip it over to the oh, standard yeah, side yeah. Yeah. and get the rest of the features. Uh, but like. Um, God, what was it? Oh, Chris Farley. That's what it was. Stop by, um, just to hang out on really? set, uh, huh. during like when they're in the parking garage yeah, yeah. and they shoot those two guys up. I forgot what he said. It was, yeah, it wasn't anything super funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Brian Singer, um, he had to test out the squibs. So he did like one on his forehead and then, uh, so he did that and it was like, he had this hole in his head and then Chris Farley showed up and he was like, Hey, uh, you should probably have that looked at you know yeah yeah but uh i was like we like of all the people that show up on the usual yeah. suspects like chris farley yeah that was like before like brian singer was really anyone big yeah so that's like, he had one like he had like one big like low budget anything low budget, that he yeah. made and it didn't get like distribution like it won yeah. awards but it didn't get picked yeah. up um yeah and then he did the usual suspects and then x-men so yeah so and then he's done only like superhero blockbustery stuff since so yeah and valkyrie oh yeah valkyrie, <laughs> yeah i forgot about that one yeah so, uh, but yeah, it was cool watching the, like all the actors talk about, it. and then yeah. talking about how Benicio del Toro was such a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think they said that, like, that was his first big role. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. Before. He looks really young in it. So, like, yeah. And Gabriel Byrne didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, at first, he was really reluctant to do it, and then, uh, and then when he saw Benicio del Toro, del Toro, like everyone was watching del Toro like do this weird character. Yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, I think Kevin Pollock at, like, in the interview is like, and then you watch the movie and he's the only character you're paying attention to. So yeah, yeah. he showed us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anything you want to say about Usual Suspects? Still a great movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the first time I ever saw it. So, oh, okay. So I saw it at the Alamo because they're doing the show. And I thought I should probably see it in theaters if I'm going to see it for the first time. Oh. And so, yeah, it was fine. So what did you think of the, the twist? Well, this, I mean, I've known the twist for a while. So it's one of those things oh. like, I knew. You're just was, waiting for it. Yeah. So, um yeah yeah they're talking in the special features they're talking about uh even the actors like do they kind of hide it from them yeah like brian singer kind of like for a while because i think there's even that shot where uh gabriel byrne is Mm -hmm. kaiser sose in a flashback yeah yeah. um so on set he thought he was kaiser sose until the release um yeah and then like when they do that wide shot of Kevin Spacey looking out on the boat and there's yeah, the yeah. Kaiser Sose is firing uh, down from yeah, the yeah. captain's level, like that's also Gabriel Byrne. Huh. Um, I know there's like one shot of him like after they say he's like backstory of him killing like the people that tried to kill his family. Like in like the house on fire. It's wonky way and you see like it's like a Fabio type guy. Mm-hmm. So and so like I mean it'd be pretty easy to like kind of trick the crew or get the cast I guess. So. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. And he also had a different name. It wasn't like it was Kaiser Sume, I uh-huh, think. Something like that, yeah. And I think there's some like copyright thing that oh, they really? had to change. So, oh no, no, it was a uh, the co-writer um, of the movie. Oh, who is isn't Ralph McQuarrie the uh, director of Mission Impossible Six, uh, Five? McQuarrie. What? Christopher McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Maybe uh, I say Ralph. Hang on. But yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, like. Oh. It was the first time like I'd seen it. So like, I don't know. It was one of those things I didn't really acknowledge like Kevin Spacey's acting in it until the end when like 
you kind of get he's playing an act. So like, make, I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, there's this whole shot of him like looking at the wall before yeah yeah Chesmal Palmetary comes yeah. in, and if you I didn't know like that part of it, like I didn't know like the whole like you he sent look just getting stuff right off the wall. Right, so I'll have to rewatch again to see like notice him doing that kind of thing. But well, that's the thing they talk about in the special features that it's it's still ambiguous. Like yeah, yeah. that's how powerful the shot is. Is like uh-huh. you can read it as he is reading stuff off the wall or he's just sitting there bored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I almost got it. Where is it? I was going to say, like, even though I knew, like, the twist, I didn't know how it was going to re-reveal and everything. So I thought it was really well done, so. Sorry, I've almost got it. This is loading. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is right. He is a... Okay, yeah, he wrote The Usual Suspects and directed Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Um, And I forgot why I even brought that up. Damn it. Because he's awesome? Sure. Special features? Yeah, special features. What is he doing? Shit. Ah, I lost it. (laughs) (sighs) Damn it. It's going to bug me. It has something something to do with writing or... I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. All right, back to Ryan. Uh, Before I just... Just one quick more thing. Okay. One thing I saw this week, I saw... I was talking to you about earlier. Last week, you talked about Killer Workout, I think is what Mm -hmm. it's called. I watched that stuff nice. because it's on YouTube for free. Um, <laughs> it, I, I'm not sure <laughs> if it was supposed to be hilarious. Like if it was just like like trying to sound. Is it so bad that it's funny? It's so bad that it's funny, but I'm not sure. It's but it's also so ridiculous that it might they might know what they're doing. Because I mean, like, there's so many things. Like, cause it's it's really about like it's like a serial killer movie about people that are just killing people in like this like if for all those people that go to this one jazzercise place. And, like, there's, like, certain things, like, characters will say things, I'll be like, so did, like, the writers and directors, like, know that this is supposed to be, that it's funny? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, cause, like, cause, like the, everyone still goes to the gender size class, even after, like, five of them have been murdered. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of them's like, why are any of you still here? I'm not going to come here anymore because <laughs> then I'm going to die. And so I'm not sure if they're trying to be, like, sir. Sarc- I, I don't know. Is, I, I didn't look to see if that movie had any special features on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> director's commentary. Um, I, I do remember the original name of it was Jazzercide, but C I. You mean Aerobicide? Aerobicide, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was gonna say because like also in the film they don't. It's not called like the title card says Aerobicide. Yeah, but it's spelled like homicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they never say killer workout. <laughs> <laughs> Must be some sort of distribution yeah, problem. They're just like we're gonna call this because I know those a lot of eighty horror films uh-huh. were distributed in different titles in different countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it ha- might have something to do with. Yeah. <laughs> rights or something yeah, who knows maybe the thought of suicide in the title of the film is <laughs> yeah, not like, right. fun enough like, <laughs> i guess but yeah i mean i mean it's free and it's like only an hour and like 70 minutes mm. or not an hour it's an, it's only 70 minutes so like it goes by does it go by fast or is it a long 70 minutes it goes by it doesn't i don't think it like slows down like it's very much like it's the same pace throughout so if you can watch like the first 10 minutes mm, cool you'll know like okay this is how it's gonna go so, mm-hmm. also tons of nudity like, oh you can't just go like five i'm gonna fuck minutes i'm gonna without, fucking get like, that movie then <laughs> on blu-ray high def yeah like i mean like it's also like another thing that i think was like do they know is that like everyone's wearing jazzercise clothes throughout the film regardless of if they're working on the jazzercise clothes. they could be at like a restaurant and they'll be wearing the jazzercise stuff like sweet so yeah i mean like i checked it out just because i was bored and so if you can find it and you just have like an hour and well i'm glad we inspired somebody to watch killer workout yeah like, <laughs> of all the stuff you've recommended like. <laughs> that one stuck very cool yeah uh do you have a comic this week come on you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start uh, some uh. shit 
Uh, yeah, I have one. It's not like a newer one. Cool. Uh, I, if you have any, I'm, you might have brought it. It's the like the new Fifty Two. I read all reread cool. all of Grayson. Oh, cool. Because uh, I'm a big Dick Grayson fan. Nice. I've always, always have been, and so like I've been. I re, I read it once, then I read the whole his new arc. Mm-hmm. Or, or I mean, I should say like the the Nightwing story, and then I'm reading Grayson as well. Mm-hmm. Both of them are well, really good. Now he's a big. secret agent, right? Yeah, it's uh, he went to like a farm, like in like Britain. That's only girl school, and now and so he's like training, and then there's like he's undercover there because there's like another guy there who's also kind of evil, and so yeah, I mean like if you if you just want something that's kind of cool, it's not like a well talked about one, and I think De Grayson's a good enough character that you should be. He does warrant his own comic, so cool. I do know that there is a really cool trade paperback for that, and you can find that at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada, Colorado. Make sure you check it out. There's also this sweet uh, <clears throat> new Hush book that came out. That's called Batman Hush Noir, and it's just in black and white. It's pretty sweet. I haven't opened it because it's sealed, but I picked it up. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, you can pick that up, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. But Grayson, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Another one you should check out uh, if you want like more of a Marvel-type one. I don't know if either of you have read any of the Moon Knight, the new one. I haven't read the new one. The last one I read was a while ago. I would check out at least like the first two issues of it mm-hmm. just because the art style is really interesting. Like, it'll be, like, full two pages with just one panel in, like, the upper right corner. Like, they're really taking advantage of the fact that it's a comic. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it very standard. It's very, like, mystery while also being very, like, art- artsy kind of as well. Cool. So if you're into, like, kind of interesting kind of art styles, check it out. So, Hi, buddy. <laughs> just watching us? <laughs> Silly guy. Yep. Uh, that was the thing Moon Knight just like an underrepresented kind of character yeah. probably you, so. he always, he's always like a cool character but for some reason he could never catch a break oh yeah it's cause like people really don't know how to write him like, yeah they, they either want to make him full Batman mm-hmm. like Marvel Batman or they want to make him full psychotic so. yeah and you really can't out Batman Batman well, I mean I think, like, the thing about like Moon Knight that I like about him is that like he's Batman if Batman was like utterly insane cause like his like whole thing is that he just does not care he will kill anyone and that really messes with his ego. Like, if you want, like, a really like, good arc for him, it's called Gods and Country. Mm-hmm. It takes place after Civil War. And it's him dealing with everything that has just happened. And he's hallucinating and he's seeing every other Marvel character talk to him. And it's about him kind of dealing with that. Hmm. So, it's like, I think Moon Knight is very much less of a superhero comic and more of, like, an eternal, what would it be like if you became a superhero in real life kind of thing. So, See, I would think it would be badass. Nothing can bring me down. Yeah. So yeah, and then he's also been killed like three times. Yeah, and lived. So he has a cool character design. Oh yeah. So Marvel's not even—they've even—they're not going near him, like, movie-wise. They like. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, like, he, he is pretty hard to write. And I think he just like they don't want to be compared to Batman either. So like, yeah, mm. kind of. Yeah, I mean, he has like it's a gray whitish kind of suit, but and it's a hood. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I forget which one I got. It was maybe five or six years ago. He had a little limited run that was yeah, pretty yeah. good. I forget which who yeah. wrote it, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, he seems like a character that's really cool, and no one can really write his potential. No one can, like, find, like, yeah, his find his voice is yeah. probably a good way to say I it. Think the, I don't think he's gotten, like, a really, like, he hasn't had, like, his great arc yet. Yeah. So. There were, we're challenging people out there. Write a good Moon Knight arc. Yeah. <laughs> this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw two movies. Uh, what movie do you want to talk about first? Uh, we can talk about The Martian. So cool. Okay. Uh, so the first movie we saw this week is The Martian. And Risha, people go see The Martian. Uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. So, Yeah, I actually uh, 
the thing that surprised me is actually how funny the movie was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It was, it was, it's pretty lighthearted for uh-huh. being stranded on a yeah. a planet and too for Ridley Scott. Uh, you don't yeah, see yeah. him tackling light material too often. Uh, yeah, so go see it. Here's the trailer for The Martian. I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? And you're going to say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go. Now you can either accept that, or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates. And to NASA. And to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Surprise. Here's the rub. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm in a hat designed to last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. But if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, then none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. Mind God. <laughs> Mark Watney's still alive. Woo! In your face, Neil Armstrong. There must be some kind of way out of here. Okay, so let's do the math. I have enough food to last for 50 days. He's going to starve to death long before we can help. So I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. He's 50 million miles away from home. He's totally alone. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I know how to save Mark Watney. But we need the Hermes crew. We either have a high chance of killing one or a low chance of killing six. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No. It's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. Do you realize how crazy this is? We have no other option. What happens? Tell the world. Tell my family. And I never stop fighting to make it home. Uh, you get from the trailer, Matt Damon is a scientist who is thought to be lost on Mars, and his crew takes off, and he has to find a way to survive for four years on Mars. And it's like basically Castaway on Yeah, people have said like it's Mars. a very good mixture. It's like if you mix Castaway and Apollo 13 together, mm-hmm. then you get... Yeah, because you also have the... Yeah, you have the them trying to figure out a way to save him. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh. if you had Castaway, but everyone... like home knew he was still alive and they were trying to figure out how to get him so. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but no the movie is really cool it um of course it's shot really well i think really scott is amazing yeah. with the camera did you see it in 3d no i did not i said the 3d was actually i was pretty pleasantly surprised by it too. I, I had a feeling it might be they have a lot of scenes anytime you have scenes where stuff is flying through this on the screen yeah, it yeah. gives it nice um depth he doesn't do any like the cheap out <clears throat> kind of like whoa yeah kind of stuff so yeah he doesn't do that at all i think yeah. it's just i it's think primarily it's... just like it's like because i think like good 3d is when it's not coming out at mm-hmm. you but going going past yeah so 
And I know Ridley Scott said he's only going to shoot in 3D now. Oh, really? Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, I can't think of, like, any, like, because it's not going to be, like, another Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it, ha- it wouldn't make sense for it to be 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Brad also saw Gladiator this week. He didn't what do you that th- uh, Out of five stars, what do you give it? Four and a half. Four and a half, Four and a half? stars. Brad, nice. cool. He fights tigers. Yeah. <clears throat> but The Martian, yeah. I mean, Matt Damon's really good in it. Yeah. He's always, he's pretty good in everything he does. Yeah. Um, in fact, I can't think of a thing or a film where I'm, I look at Matt Damon and say, he's just not working for me in this for film. This. Yeah. He really, like, he takes <clears throat> roles he knows he can do. Oh, yeah. And he can, can do them well. So Yeah, I mean, and it's just cool seeing him go through the process of trying to survive on this planet because, you know, it's uh, – and he has little funny reveals throughout it mm-hmm. where <clears throat> he realizes he can't communicate because the thing that stabbed him and – they thought left him for dead was a communication satellite yeah, yeah. which is pretty funny and so he's making like these video diaries and he says man you know i have enough food to last i forget how long he said 200 yeah, 300 yeah. something days he says, so i need to uh grow food on a planet that doesn't have any water or uh oxygenous soil or whatever he says yeah, yeah. he's like good news though and he holds up like his like, file says he's a botanist yeah and so uh yeah yeah He's talking to himself, yeah, like, and good news for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually well, really well. Because I would have felt like, okay, it's kind of yeah. But like, it, I think they pulled off pretty well. Yeah, oh yeah, they pull off really well because it makes you think that you're there with him. Yeah. You know, he's trying to figure out how to create water, and he's you know he's basically doing it the science. He's going to science yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, also, like they make they set him up so like he seems like the guy that would do that. Yeah, exactly. So. And he blows himself up. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty – I mean, it's yeah. clever. He uses basically his own shit to build yeah, – yeah. to make the – Fertilizer. Fertilize the ground and stuff. And he ends up growing potatoes and he's learning how to sustain life on there. And he yeah. and he's really proactive and yeah. he's never a woe is me kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised uh, just on action level. I thought Chitoy Elephant was also really good. In this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was not expecting – because in the trailer, they don't really show him off. No, much, they don't. Which I thought he, he's by far like the second most important character. Oh, yeah. And even Donald Glover. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Yeah. And he kind of shows up too. Like halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the crew is really good. I always like Michael Pena. I always think yeah, he's yeah. really good in film. Glover's not kind of nonplussed by what Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Even though I think she's one of the, like an amazing actress. I feel like she wasn't like given a lot to do. Yeah, yeah like, I think a lot of people on the crew... They didn't have a lot. Yeah, right? it's because, I mean, it's they would go 40 minutes showing Matt Damon. They'd be 10 minutes, with, maybe five minutes with the crew. Yeah, yeah. Then be back with Matt Damon, then... Five minutes at NASA, then back it with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say she was in the only in the film, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe. Yeah. And like, but it's like throughout the film. Yeah, so it's still like so it's not like a like a big moment. Yeah, it's more of just like little tiny moments. I did feel like you know they did go a long time without showing them. Yeah, and it, yeah, but it's it's a cool movie. I I really enjoyed it. I had yeah. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, There's a lot of like parts where because I did not read the book or anything. Yeah, I haven't so I was like, oh. It seems like things are going to actually work out. And I was like, mm-hmm. things are not going to work out now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you kept on waiting for things to go like really, really bad for him. But I do, yeah. I do, it is fun to see a movie where it's not always so dour and like, yeah. Ugh. Like when it's he first so makes it, like, starts like, like essentially I aming like mm-hmm. uh, the world. Yeah. And like they, he does like the stuff that like makes like NASA pretty much hate him. Yeah. Like, I thought that was like pretty clever and like so make it kind of more fun than like, uh, I don't know because they, they do have those like kind of tender moments. Yeah, like there was one more that I thought was gonna be bigger, but I thought it was kind of cool how so they made it like when he first sees Jessica Chastain after mm-hmm. not seeing anyone for so long, and like you see his face. Yeah, and you see how he realizes I'm actually not going to die. Yeah, and, and I think that was really well done. So yeah, and I, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, the little scenes they had where they're trying to yeah, because a lot of Apollo thirteen they're trying to figure out how to save him, 
and you know they have to take the cone off the top of this yeah, and they have yeah. to take the windows out and he says oh i could be iron man yeah, yeah. <laughs> to poke holes in his like suit so he can propel himself yeah, yeah call himself iron man it's funny um it's just it's just a cool movie i thought it was really well done i felt like the one thing i'll say like even though the crew was not in it as much Mm -hmm. they somehow managed to have really good chemistry yeah like that you felt like they did like each other oh yeah no yeah no i yeah i have nothing but praise for this movie i i really enjoyed it yeah um castaway on mars yeah Yeah, i mean it's a good way to describe yeah castaway on mars yeah pretty much with science, yeah, it's uh, it was one that I was not really like super amped for. It was like one of those things like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine, I'll see it yeah. actually. But like, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it was really good. So. Yeah, I know. First time I saw that trailer, I tweeted me and it says, "This is like James's wet dream." Yeah, Ridley Scott, space, NASA, yeah, man fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. James was just like dream about this kind of movie, <laughs> yeah, and they made it for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely go see it. Yeah, it, it looks great on. Uh, I did see it in a pretty big screen though. It was. At the AMC, it was like the Theater 10, so it was yeah. a, one of the really big ones. So it looked really good. And, you know, the thing that always worries me when I go to matinees like uh, that is the old people. Oh, yeah. Because they'll talk, and they can't hear each other, so they talk really loud, but oh, yeah. no one talked to my theater, so. Yeah, yeah I was like, I was also, because I went to AMC as well for the film, I was like, this is this is going pretty well. I'm yeah. liking the, no one talking so far. Yeah, because <laughs> I always have that fear when I'm not at the Alamo. Oh, yeah. Saying, oh, man, I might be in trouble here. But no, it went well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe this movie because it's literally Matt Damon trying to survive, and yeah. I don't know how else to. Because I also don't want to like, give anything away mm-hmm. to who are listening right now and have not seen it. Yeah, because he does a lot of clever things. Yeah, because like how um, they like kind of un- let things kind of unfold. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, well done. Yeah, so. I think so too. So yeah, I could definitely go see it. Yeah. <laughs> and now let's totally change gears. Um, and the second movie we saw is Sicario. Yeah. Um, should people go see that film? Maybe. <laughs> it depends on who you are. So I mean, if you're if if you saw the trailer and thought I'm gonna like that film, or you like kind of depressing, kind of darker, kind of Oscar-y kind of films, yeah, go see it. If you're not, if you were like, if you had like to choose between Sicario and The Martian, go see The Martian. So yeah, I actually think this movie is awesome. I thought yeah, yeah. It, I thought it was beautiful. I think it was shot so well. Yeah, um, Emily Blunt's really good in it. Um, yeah, here, here's a trailer for Sicario. State Department is pulling an agent that specializes in responding to escalated cartel activity. This is not my department. FBI! You want to be a part of this? Do we get an opportunity of the men responsible for today? The men who are really responsible for today. Been to what is before? We're going to El Paso, right? You're not American. What do you work for now? Well, I go where I'm sent. Every day across that border, people are killed with his blessing. To find them would be like discovering a vaccine. Nothing will make sense to your American ears. But in the end, you will understand. Spotter vehicle, left lane. Spotter vehicle, 9 o'clock. Get your weapon out. I'm not a soldier. This is not what I do. What is this what happens when they...
they dig in. This is it. Gotta be careful around these people. CIA is not supposed to work this side of the fence. They will not survive here. Use me as bait. You saw things you shouldn't have seen. Marks from the composition. Providing a measure of order that we could control. I'm gonna tell everyone what you did. The movie is one of the, I, when I saw the trailer for this, I was right away excited to see this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a no, movie. no, no. I know, like, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, you do. It's there's no. I mean, there's a couple light moments in it. But I think, well, I think Josh Brolin's character acts as like the comic relief. Yeah, he's not like a funny character. No, like, but his but his demeanor is so off putting because yeah, yeah. of what is. But I thought it was really clever. In this film, and I guess I'll tell you about the film, uh, Emily Blunt plays an FBI agent who specializes in kidnapping. Mm-hmm. So she goes to this house where she believes people have been kidnapped. While she's there, it turns out that it's like a cartel a cartel of- house full of dead bodies. Yeah. And so she kind of gets sucked into this drug cartel world, and they need her tactical experience and uh, a couple other th- – is what they say yeah, – yeah. a couple other things from her. And they pull her into this world, and throughout the first – three quarters of this movie you have no idea what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah because what i really liked about the film is you were in her shoes yeah you were emily blunt yeah because so. you, they don't tell you anything you know yeah. you're going with josh brolin and you meet benicio del toro's character who's amazing in the film. yeah who's great and he doesn't really talk yeah josh brolin like you know brushes like everything like, off like she's like what are we doing here uh we're going to the el paso area yeah and then you find out they're actually going to mexico yeah uh they kind of just pull her into this world, uh-huh. and you don't know why. And I think it's really cool that this film didn't explain it. Yeah, it's, until like the very end. Until, like, yeah, almost the, yeah, the very end where you you can start putting pieces together, uh-huh. but you're you're in the dark because that's what's great about it is you're just like Emily Blunt's character, uh, Kate. You're like, what is going on and why is she here and yeah, what's yeah. going on? Because you don't understand what they need her for. Yeah. Because she's she is a, a supposed to be a badass agent. Yeah, but, she, but like she's not on like the same level as like all the people she's with now. Exactly, right? because those guys are. They even say they're in a different world. She's yeah. dealing with people kidnapping, which is a horrible crime. Yeah, but like they even have like that scene where like they first get to Mexico and they're driving past and like everyone's totally okay with like the hung mutilated yeah. bodies except her. Like exactly, and what the fuck is that? cat barfing oh, good. sounded horrible um yeah and you know that's i think it was a great scene and it too and i was actually like really on the edge of my seat is when they're trying to cross the border oh yeah like and they that first like kind of suspenseful scene yeah happens, and yeah. they're crossing the border because they had to take some brother of a drug cartel guy yeah. across the border you think to save him yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's something way worse yeah, yeah. and uh so they're stopped on the border and they realize there's these cars full of people that uh gang members that are going to kill him mm-hmm. and so they all get out and then emily blunt's left alone in the car and they tell her to stay in there and she looks in the rearview mirror and there's this like dude pointing gun at her yeah and she dodges a shot and then shoots him in the head and the, her first line is what the fuck yeah she doesn't know what's going on yeah, and yeah. you don't know what's going on and ah, oh, the movie's awesome yeah uh, I, th- I don't think it is good. I just that like it's definitely not for everyone no like, uh, i don't think i would show it to my mother not yeah, because like 
I just don't think my mom would like it. Yeah. You know, not that it's, an, it's just not a mom movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, don't I will know. say, like, of the director's three American films, mm-hmm. this is probably my least favorite. Mm. That's also not saying a lot. Like, yeah. it's, it's a really good film. Oh, yeah, so, no, like, Prisoners is great. Prisoners um, is great in that enemy, like, where I don't think I fully understand all of it. <laughs> I think it is good, so. I think that's his intention with all of his films. So he yeah. kind of leaves you in the dark. Yeah. Because even in Prisoners, where it kind of has a straightforward story. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, you're like, is Paul Dano really doing something bad, yeah, or is they, he just crazy? Really, like, he really, like, engages the audience. Makes, exactly. Makes you think about what you're saying. Um, so. But he had, I mean, there's some great shots in that film. The shot where they're walking to go to the tunnel. Yeah. And the background, like, the bottom half is all black. Mm-hmm. And the top is like the purple and pinks, yeah, and you just yeah. see the silhouettes like slowly disappear as they're walking oh, yeah. by. And then it finally cuts out when you can't tell. Anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the mo- I, I really liked the movie. Um, I will say because I was thinking this is kind of like three and a half because mm-hmm. I always do it like a five star. Yeah, sure. In my head, like I was like this is like three and a half kind of throughout mm-hmm. like the entire film. After like the tunnel scene, mm-hmm. and like after specifically after like Josh Whedon's character is like his final scene, mm-hmm. that's where I think the film gets really good. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Re- like when you finally see like Del Toro be a character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the whole like dinner table scene oh, with him in the end. The dinner table scene is amazing. And then like the final scene with like him and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to go like a different way. Yeah. And I thought like I thought that was the best scene in the entire mm-hmm. film. Like both of those two scenes. Oh so. yeah. Well, that too because Emily Blunt, I. I it was awesome because her her character portrays who she is, and you uh-huh. can see it in her face without her saying anything. It, yeah. yeah, and I I was almost hoping that she pulled the trigger at the end. Yeah, because yeah. but I was hoping that one of them would pull the trigger. Yeah, like, just like kind of like be like because I think if that would happen, that would immediately make it one of the greatest films of the year. So. Yeah, but at but the I same like it's really but, good. But, like, but at the same time, yeah, that scene's still so good because he's so good at it, and he can tell that he likes her. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to, and you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in the performance, and it, it's a great moment in that film. Yeah, um, I think the movie is worth it just for those two scenes alone. Oh yeah. So, like, yeah. If you were like kind of like on like on the fence of a scene, like thinking like, no, I think it looks cool, and I kind of want to see it, but I'm not going to rush out to see mm-hmm. it. I would see it just for those two scenes. Oh yeah. So it's definitely not a movie you have to rush out and see. I think you can even yeah. rent it, and you'll be all I, right. It'll probably but... be like. I don't know. I feel like it might be one of the film that like the Oscars kind of forget. Mm-hmm. So it might Me not too. be like around like forever mm-hmm. worth the year, but like you can probably find it for the next couple weeks. Oh so. yeah, I, I definitely see. It. Think you're right. I think it's worth seeing. It's gonna be one of those movies that's so well done, and it's yeah. just gonna be overshadowed by yeah. something else. It's gonna be like this year's kind of like Nightcrawler. Yeah, where like it's really well done, and like it's really good, but it's also like not the Oscars tastes. Yeah, it's so dark and so kind of not menacing, but like uncomfortable kind of feeling. But do you hope that? Emily Blunt and Benicio del Toro get nominated. Yeah, I think I think del Toro has the best shot of anyone. I think so too. And I think the cinematography might be nominated oh, as yeah. well. So it's it's a beautiful film. So. It's yeah. a beautiful film. Um, and uh, Emily Blunt, like I was looking at like varieties, mm-hmm. what they predict for everyone, and she's not like even in the top ten, which I think is hmm. stupid. So I, I watched it. I was like, yeah, she'd make a good Captain Marvel. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. Because like, because it's between her and Rebecca Ferguson right now, mm-hmm. right? Because either of those two would be amazing. Oh yeah. So. So I'm a big Emily Blunt fan. I think I she's too. I think she's yeah. great. Um, so yeah, I, both these movies. That's what I mean. These both could end up in my top ten. Oh yeah. Like, um, I still have a lot of movies to see. Uh, we're we're getting into that like yeah. The really I, good I really thing. can't wait. I, it's not next week. It's the following week is Bridge of Spies. I really can't yeah, wait yeah. for that one. Every time I see a trailer for it, I say, oh, Spielberg doing yeah. Cold War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited with Tom Hanks. I was thinking, like, has he done something with Tom Hanks? Yeah, he's done something probably around. I'm not like sure. And like, catch what. me if you can. Yeah, but he's done like a ton of. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, 
Good week for movies. Yeah. Uh, next week we're seeing The Walk or. You'll find something. We'll find. We always yeah. find something to watch. Pan. Pan. Maybe. Like, maybe. Maybe it'll <laughs> we'll be an, another indie film. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else I need to say about yeah. Sicario. It's good. I mean, I think you should check, check out both these films. I think so too. So. I had a fun day at the movies. Yeah. You're, we're finally getting to that chunk where it's not mediocre. <laughs> yes. It's uh they all should be hopefully pretty at least watchable. It'll be like they'll all be watchable and yeah. there might be one that's like kind of a disappointment. Uh, they'll be pan next week. Um <laughs> But yeah, thanks for listening, Henry as always. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Good luck with your film. Thank you. Um good luck with your new one you'll be shooting. Yeah, it'll be shooting that and then maybe open screen night next month, who knows. Yeah, so we'll have a you'll have a new submission and filmmaker there, Brad. So, so from all of us at The Real Nerds, see you at the movies. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.